3: Felipe Vasquez sets the pitch. Swing and a miss, struck him out, raised the Jolly Roger. It's the first home win of 2019. Felipe Vasquez his first save. The Bucks shut out the Redlegs. Tonight's highlight of the game is brought to you by High Tech Auto Care, and it is certainly, as you heard, the sigh of relief from Steve Blast. there. The highlight of this game may just be the fact that they got a ho-hum victory. Nothing crazy about it. No defensive lapses, really, that sh- that cost them like they have previously. No extra innings. Just a simple 2 nothing victory. And what I did not have pinned to be a pitcher's dole tonight, Jack. I don't know about you.
4: You know, it's, uh, it's always interesting. You know, you think that sometimes you have two number one starters going against each other, and it turns out differently, and sometimes you have back end of the rotation guys, and you end up having a pitcher's duel. But, you know, at the end, uh, you have two clubs that are struggling. Cincinnati is not swinging the bats, and obviously Pittsburgh has had their issues. So Cincinnati made it interesting in the eighth or in the ninth. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got a nice outing from Lyles, you got a good bullpen help from the, from the group, and you end up winning
3: a ball game, so they needed it. And this has to be the way they envision games going, where you get five innings from your start, and maybe you want a little bit more, but Lyle's, it, it's still his first start, so you, you ease him in, but then you turn it over to the bullpen, which is what we had talked about would be the formula for success this year, and we were hoping to see at other times this year. And we welcome in Steve Blast to Pirates postgame, brought to you by Shendorovic, Shendarovich and Fishman. Steve, we heard the final call of the game, the final out by baskets, and I heard the sigh of relief from you. We talked last night about a frustrating loss and overcoming it and said we wanted to meet tonight with a game like this. And they gave us exactly what we wanted. Yeah,
0: here we are. Yeah, it's, it's amazing uh, what a difference a day makes. We all know that. But you know those those two games uh, against the Cardinals they were tough to swallow and there's there's no getting around it. So you wanted to clear the air a little bit and uh, you know and we talked last night. You know this is going to be a good bullpen. Uh, they they had two bad ball games. Uh, so you get up uh, you you don't like it, but uh, they don't like it even more. But uh, they had a chance to come in after the after the fifth inning, and uh, they put up zeros and uh, there was no wiggle room. I thought one of the keys was Nick Kingham uh, coming in, giving two good scoreless innings. Uh, because I think when he throws the ball over the plate, he can be an effective uh, guy out of the bullpen. But I think the, the story was Lyles. Uh, you know, you don't know what to expect. Didn't see much of him in spring training, and uh, you know you got to keep track of, of who uh, who he is and what the resume. And he's got over seven years of major league experience, over a hundred starts. So. He looked like a guy who had been around when he took the mountain. He didn't look intimidated. He worked very, very fast. He had a good pace. And uh, uh, he set a tone really on and and put up five scoreless innings. I I thought he was terrific. And, you know, two to nothing, one to nothing games, they're tough because it doesn't doesn't, uh, go in the books until you get that last out. But uh, they worked hard, especially in that ninth inning. My goodness, that strikeout of Kemp that gets away and then the double. Oh, here we go. You know, you, the tendency is to say, oh, here we go again. But, you know, you got to fight that tendency, and, and they did. And Vasquez uh, just came up really good, uh, really showing them a lot of breaking balls. And uh, that was that was interesting to watch. I, I had a chance to talk to uh, Chris Welch, a uh, broadcaster for Cincinnati, and they said that Casale, uh, in a previous game or uh, I don't know how many days ago, came up against uh, uh, Hader, that, that fireballer from Milwaukee and turned a, a, a almost a 100-mile-an-hour fastball around line drive down the left field line. So maybe a little scouting report on him looking dead red uh, prompted uh, Vasquez, when he had to, to come get him uh, with a lot of breaking stuff. And so uh, it all ends well, but it cleared the air a little bit. And, yeah, we, we've got a good bullpen. They showed it tonight, and we're going to be leaning on them. But I think uh, it was great to see uh, a, a, fifth star, uh, a fifth starter come in and just piggyback the other starts. It was great.
4: You know, you know, Steve. I said uh, w- a lot of people don't know a lot about Jordan Lows. You touched on it briefly, where he is a- an experienced Major League pitcher. You know, he was a high-, high draft pick originally with the Astros, bounced around a little bit, had some up and down success, but he really looked apart tonight. I thought first time looking at him um, in a few years, and I said, "Wow, you know, hey, he really looks like a starter. Big guy, nice, easy delivery, good stuff." Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Jack. He he wasn't. He wasn't dazzling, but I thought he mixed up his pitches well. And, uh, you know, it's a subtle little thing, but I, I love to see pitchers go out there and uh, just hurry the batters a little bit. Get the ball be ready to pitch. Might hurry their routine a little bit. Uh, it's not a big thing. I just like to see it. But he mixed his pitches up well. Uh, he, he walked a couple guys. But I think setting the tone in the first four innings by giving up just two hits to a pretty good hitting team, uh, they're capable of doing a lot of good things. So, uh I thought he had a good pitch mix. Uh, The control was good. He got a big double play in the uh, top of the fourth inning, a walk and a base hit. I say, oh, well, you know, uh, I don't know. Is there a crack in the foundation? But then he he gets a a ground ball from Tucker Barnhart, and they turn the double play. So he set a tone by not letting them get out of the chute and and, uh, creating any damaged situations. Uh, So he was just what the doctor ordered, and uh, it's just uh, business as usual. The starters continue to, to give uh, the Pirates uh, a chance to get into the ball game when they're ahead or at least even. And that's that sets a big tone. And then the bullpen, four scoreless innings. Uh, and we're used to seeing that. So I think a lot of things came into place. And one of the things, Jack, I want to talk about, mention to you guys tonight, uh, Adam Frazier at the top of the batting order, four rock-solid at-bats came up uh, uh, not – uh, as much as he deserved, one base hit. But he hit the ball hard all four times. And so that's nice to see that uh, he is getting off to a nice start. So maybe loss and all, all this stuff about the pitching was the fact that he did a great job. And then you go down to a veteran hitter like Melky Cabrera, who had a Melky Cabrera kind of a night. So uh, a, a lot of things went into this, a lot of a lot of feel-good things for this ball game.
3: Steve, I want to ask you about this. They turned back to Richard Rodriguez in the eighth this tonight what do you think it meant to him to get that confidence to get the ball after having a rocky start to the season
0: huge huge you know they say you got uh, you fall off a bicycle, and you got to get back on and you run him out there you, you don't hold him back because he had two uh, bad outings uh the kind of guy is uh, you 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 either pitch him or you, you you run him right back out there or you don't pitch him at all because he's capable of doing so you want him to go out and have this kind of an experience this kind of outing as soon as possible So uh, there's no hesitation in running these guys out. I thought Lyles was great. One of the keys is Kingham, two scoreless innings, showing what he can do when he throws the ball over the plate. I thought that was a big factor.
3: And another thing I wanted to ask you about, Steve, they left Lyles in. He made that third out in the fifth and then removed him. Did you guys talk about that in the game broadcast at all, or did you think anything about that, that they let him hit there?
0: Well, we, we did because there was nothing happening at that particular point. They're, they're, they're down a guy with, uh, with uh, Corey on, on, the, on the disabled list now. So why not let him uh, have an at bat with nothing happening? If there's something happening, to hit for him. Nothing happening, save what you do have on the bench. And, uh, you know, he wasn't doing anything wrong out on the mound either. So it, it, it fit. I wasn't totally surprised.
3: Well, Steve, that's all we have for you tonight. We we said last night we wanted to have a meeting tonight of a game like this after getting frustrated for two straight nights. So we'll let you go, relax, enjoy the rest of the night after a much needed win.
0: Yeah, it was it was very workmanlike. So yeah, you cover the basics, and, and it was a fundamentally sound ball game. So we didn't have to sugarcoat it with too much. It was a, a good blue collar win, a, a very impressive anytime you shut out a major league team. So I enjoyed the visit. We predicted it last night, and that we will. Reconvene on uh, what uh, Sunday afternoon?
3: Hopefully, with the same sort of result.
0: Sounds good. Get yourself a T-shirt tomorrow night.
3: <laughs> oh We will. Huh? Ah,
0: that's that's <laughs> exactly right, right. Hey, Steve, I got a, I got a
4: souvenir book. Can we get an autograph? Oh, yeah. Get my shirt. You, can I get my you, shirt autographed? Yes. You know, you yeah. Know
0: you guys can get anything you want if you work hard enough.
4: <laughs> that's Steve, great. Steve, I oh. saw the,
3: I saw the camera crew following you on the uh, the home opener. Are they still following you? Uh,
0: no, those those accusations uh, the news people were following me for, uh, the, the charges have been dismissed.
3: Oh, because I was going to say, if there's a camera crew following you, we're going to have to get you in the booth so we can get some face time here in this documentary.
0: Sounds good. Look forward to it.
3: <laughs> All right, Steve Glass. thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it.
0: Take care, guys.
3: Like we said, a much-needed 2 nothing victory for the Pirates tonight. we just got to confirm Nick King will be joining us to talk about his role in this game Steve brought it up himself. They're sort of unsolicited. That outing from Kingham where he comes in after Lyles gives you a solid two innings, just two hits, two strikeouts. And that's a guy, to me, that could be a difference maker for this team. There was talk before the season, Jack, about will Lyles be the fifth starter? Could they look at an opener-type situation? Kingham is the type of guy that I feel would be the perfect piggyback to a Lyles. If you can get those five innings out of him, turn it over to Kingham, that is a formula for success, and we saw it tonight. Well, good pitching is always a formula for success. Yeah. So,
4: whoever's, you know, who's ever delivering the goods, I think you'll take it. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think that uh, you're going to need a lot. Of, you're going to need more than five starters through the course of this year. You just don't – it just always happens. Something happens, you're going to end up going six, seven, eight, nine, who knows, ten starters through the course of the year. So, you know, it's nice to have good arms. It's nice to have these guys, which is Kingdom is a big guy. You think about the size of these kids, though, you know, young uh, kids. I mean, young men. But, you know, Kingham's a big guy. You know, tonight, you look at the size of Jordan Lyles. We're going to see Musgrove tomorrow. I mean, these are uh, –
3: Tyle, these are big physical guys. They have certain type of pitchers, it seems like, that they like. For starters and the bullpen, I feel like the starters, they like the big physical guys. And the bullpen, they like those guys that throw heat.
4: Yeah, well, and a lot of people do. Right, know, I mean, what's not can, to like? Yeah, I mean, if you can get them it's good, you know. But, uh, you know, it's nice. I mean, it's it's good. And I'm real happy for Jordan Lyles. I'm real happy for Kingham tonight, too, as well, because, you know, it's 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 good to see him contribute because I know when you're sitting on that bullpen and you're watching how things are going, you're waiting for your opportunity. And, you know, he got it, and he pitched well tonight. So good for him.
3: Well, one thing I want to ask you about Jordan Lyles. Last year split time between San Diego and Milwaukee, had a year in Colorado, another in the splitting time between them and San Diego. More time in Colorado, more time in Houston going back in his career. When you move around like that and he's getting a chance to start again, what do you think it meant to him in his first opportunity to show this team what he can do to put that sort of performance on the field? Let me give you a little background on Jordan Lyles.
4: So uh, Jordan Lyles, uh, I was a scouting director in, in Milwaukee. One of my cross-checkers, right-hand guys, was a guy named Bobby Heck. He got the job in Houston as the scouting director in Houston. So he left me and went to Houston, which was great. And Jordan Lyles was his first first-round pick. Uh, he was the 38th pick in the draft. And it kind of kind of caught a lot of people by surprise, you know, because you weren't hearing a ton of about him. He's from uh, South Carolina, Hartsville High School in South Carolina. He was a terrific football player. Jordan Lyles set a record in high school at 81 receptions as a receiver in high school. That's a lot of receptions, especially when you think about you're in western Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. You know, hotbed for, for football. This kid goes, comes in and, and, and had opportunities to play college football. But Bobby told me, I said, that was an interesting pick. He said, Jack, he's such a good athlete. So, you know, that's what it is. And I think you saw that tonight, even up at the plate. I mean, he's up there. He's not afraid to swing the bat. And you saw him, big physical guy, good delivery. You know, so, uh, you know, you got to be real happy for this kid. And, and as I say to you, it's interesting on pitching. You look at Michaelos the other day. He had to go to Japan, you know, to figure it out and yep. come back. So you don't know what you really have in Jordan Lyles, except there is a track record. Some guys, as pitchers, pick it up a little later than others. If he can contribute as a back-end starter here, that's going to really help this ball club. And then, again, like I said, you still have got guys like Kingdom who can contribute. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch how the thing unfolds this year.
3: And you've talked about the fifth starter always being that you're never sure what you're going to have, and it's never sort of the proven guy. But if your fifth starter can turn out to be a guy you can rely on, the advantage you have over other teams when they put out their fifth starter is hard to measure, I imagine, then.
4: Yeah, and, I mean, if you look at Cincinnati, I mean, what did Cincinnati do this off season? You know, they went and got a mm-hmm. Tanner Rourke, who was a fifth starter in Washington. They went and got a Sonny Gray, who was a back-end starter, you know, former all-star, but now he's a back-end starter. You know, so they're trying to figure out how to put their staff together, and – Look, every time you take the mound, you're valuable to your ball club. And when you are one of the five starters and you contribute, as I say, you got one, two, three. You can go with anybody. And all we have to figure out on, on any ball club is your four and five starter better than the next guy's four and five starters.
3: Well, it's a 2 nothing victory for the Pirates. Jordan Lyles' debut, a great one for him. The team has to be thrilled with that. Another, in, another one in the win column after what we saw against the Cardinals. But coming up next here on Pirates postgame, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, we will be joined by the guy we saw relieve Lyles in this game, Nick Kingham, set to join us. we got a lot to ask him about, and we want to talk more about what we saw from Lyles and also what we've seen from the pitching staff as a whole so far coming up next here on Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. David Hernandez for the Reds, the pitch. And in on his hands, a roller down the first base side, and that's going to score the run as Votto will pick it and toss to the pitcher covering. Reyes scores, RBI Newman, one nothing. Pirates shuck to second. And that is tonight's break of the game, brought to you by Leon's Billiards and more in Wexford or online at leonsbilliards.com. As Newman fought off that pitch to get the run in, one guy who benefited from that and had a nice outing himself today. Reliever Nick Kingham joined the show. Nick, thanks so much for making time for us.
5: Hey, right, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it.
3: No problem. What's it mean to you to be able to go out there? We've seen the the issues that, that we've had in the pitching so far. But for you to come in and give those two innings and shut it down for Lyles and get it to the back end of that bullpen, what's that mean to you?
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I came in treating it just as a you know 0-0 ball game, as the way it was, and, and like just any game when I start first inning you got to get three outs no matter what inning it is um so I'll go out there and get the three outs as quick as I could and get us back in the dugout and try to score some runs.
4: Nick um you know it's interesting when you look at the staff and it's heralded staff you've been getting tremendous starting pitching here and the bullpen's had its issues you know but it's it's nice to see you go out tonight uh you're a guy that they're going to count on you know whether it's in the bullpen or at some point in time when you get your chance to start and it's nice to get your feet on the ground again and contribute and, and, and be a contributor like you did tonight. Your thoughts about all of that?
5: No, absolutely. The, the, the pitching staff, um, starters in particular, have been uh, none other than what we've expected. Picked up right where we left off last year. Uh, so it's just how we, we draw it up and how we intend the, the season to go um, for the most part. But but the, for the guys that have confidence in me to bring me in in a zero zero game, you know, uh, in the sixth inning, try to bridge the gap, score some runs and bridge it to, to Felipe to close it out that, that's huge and uh, and that's it's awesome that they they think that highly of me right just so early in my short-lived uh my relief career so far so I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm pumped about that
3: speaking of the uh, short-lived relief career like you talked about do you envision yourself being a multi-inning pitcher early on in this season so far now with the two innings tonight I, I
5: did as soon as they told me that I would be moving to the bullpen um I I, I kind of Intended on, you know, throwing multiple innings and just in case guy, uh, but also being the, hey, we're in extra innings, go out and get us one, get us to the next one, go as long as you can, or we're, we're down big, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just coming in and kind of eating innings or uh, any type of situation that maybe, like, present itself. Um, I, I find myself capable of it, but we'll see what, uh how they use me and, and, and what goes forward from here.
3: And how have you noticed the difference in preparation from starting to relieving? Is, is it a big one for you so far?
5: It's completely different than, than starting. Yeah, I would say it's, but it's not as difficult as I imagine it being, uh, you kind of get hot, get your fastball going first, get one particular off speed, uh, nice and sharp. And then things kind of unravel and develop, uh, as you're warming up and as you're, you're finishing up before you go into the game. So it's not as, as, as Crazy, different as I as I thought, but it is. There's not really many similarities though, uh, compared to starting.
3: Gotcha. Pirates pitcher Nick Kingham joining us after tonight's two nothing victory. Last thing we'll ask you about here: you had a pretty good view of it. We were wondering what we would see from Jordan Lyles tonight. What did you see, or the team's expectations of him? I, I, it couldn't have been much more than what he did tonight. That was a pretty great outing.
5: Oh my god! Yeah, I was out there when he started his his uh, pregame bullpen, watching the whole thing from the beginning and so he came out hot started nails in the bullpen and transitioned right into the game uh putting the the guys down as they came uh it was was awesome to watch even though we were from afar it was was really good to to watch him go out and and just give our team every chance to, to win the ball game
3: well nick we thank you so much for joining us tonight a great outing by you you get the win hopefully this is just the start of great things for you coming out of that bullpen this year
5: oh thank you guys thank you fellas i appreciate
3: it no problem take care Pirates pitcher Nick Kingham. Say it. Thank you, Nick. And Jack, I—that's I, a guy that I wasn't sure what to make of in the spring. How's he going to make this team? They didn't have—they—they they wanted him to make the team because of sending him down and being out of options. You didn't know how he would fit. But a guy like that finding his way and finding a valuable spot in that bullpen—just another win. As we talk about pitching having to be what carries the team this year. This is Tab Douglas's guy now. Nick Kingham.
4: Oh. Tab Douglas, I used to tell him all the time. <laughs> every time he do his Sunday reports and all, he's always talking about Kingdom. this guy down in tree. He, <laughs> he's a big prospect and guy, right, isn't <laughs> and he? And I was awesome? saying, I said, Tab, let the guy get healthy. Let the guy pitch. We'll fight. No, no, Kingdom's going to be the sleeper up here. So good for him tonight, you know, and, uh, you know, Tab keeps his uh, – keeps tabs on all of those minor league guys. He loves to do it, you know. <laughs> but Kingdom thing. was a guy he was always singing praises for. So, you know, Nick's done a nice job. And like I said, you're going to get through the course of the year when this guy's going to get his share of starts as well.
3: And what I heard from there that I really liked is he's not married to just one role. He, he recognizes what it is he's here to do. Sometimes it's two innings like this. Sometimes it could be you're down big or extra innings. We need innings from you. A, a guy knowing his role I think is important.
4: Or accepting his role.
3: That's because, a good way to put yeah, it, too. <laughs> because, yeah, because here's the
4: deal. Would you rather be here or would you rather be somewhere else in A? No, I'd rather be there. You take any role, any young guy. And a lot of clubs, Orioles used to do this. The Baltimore Orioles, when they had those great pitching staffs, used to always bring their guys up and they'd start them out in a the bullpen, and pitch a bullpen, and they were starters. But, you know, you get quality arms. You need quality arms in your bullpen, and Nick – Nick is a guy that can give, you, can give you multiple innings. We'll see. I mean, he's a young kid still trying to figure his way out, you know, but he's getting a role. He's getting a chance. He's going to get his chance to come in and pitch po- probably multiple innings here or there, and, and they're going to need him to do that. So pitch effectively, and you'll bounce into another role eventually.
3: We're talking about the 2 nothing Pirates win, and what Jack and I have talked about already a lot this year is this team relying on pitching. And what you've talked about looking at the rotation is something's going to happen. You'll need more guys. And the idea of that opener that we've seen across the league, when I see a guy like Kingham out there in the bullpen or a Brault and Kingham pitches like that, that's something that maybe you could lean on later in the year if if you get into an injury situation. And I'm okay with that when I see what Nick Kingham's capable of, like he was tonight.
4: Well, the one thing on those clubs that are using the opener, um, some of it is because they don't have starting pitching. You know, I've I've talked to a few guys this winter, and I said, tell me about how the whole thing evolved and all that. And that was the reason why. You know, they didn't trust guys to get them to the fifth inning or if they were fortunate to the sixth inning. So as a result, you know, they figured we're looking for an edge, so what do we want to do? You know, let's try to do uh, something unorthodox. You know, it's interesting because when I was in Milwaukee, and I went to Milwaukee in uh, the winter of 99, and Doug Melvin came on board in 2002. And uh, Doug used to, way back then, he would just throw it out in meetings we would have. He said, what would you guys think if, I, if if we decided to start a closer? What would you think if we decided to start a reliever? And really, not many... Guys were on board with that, you know. We're like, "Come on, Doug, what are you thinking about?" And he said, "Well, you know, you just think about it, you know." Because in the minor leagues, what happens in the minor leagues with a lot of organizations is they piggyback their, their their young kids when they first sign and they go into pro ball. They don't want to wear them out, so they'll take it on. And when everybody signs, they're usually starters. Everybody's a starter, so you've got to get guys multiple innings. So what they'll do is they'll start a guy, they'll pitch him four innings, and someone will come in and pitch four innings behind them, you know, and the next time the other guy starts and the other guy piggybacks, you know, to try to so Doug took that thought and said, "What if we what if we but we never did it, you know, and now it's kind of in vogue if you will. But some of it has to do what I think with the lack of pitching. Unless you're Milwaukee where the one unorthodox thing he did last year is he brought Hader into pitch Carpenter in the first inning. Yep. That's it. We got to get Carpenter out. We need to win. You know, Carpenter's going to bat what four times in a ball game if i can get him out once we're on our way so you know there's there's a lot of little different reasons for it but the main reason clubs do it is because they don't have five starting pitchers
3: if you want to join the conversation the number is 412-928-9370 one of the guys i, I think that's the raise interest in a tyler glass now that they traded for last year because you saw it here he wasn't going to make it late into games well a guy like that sort of built for this opener idea then
4: and Tyler Glasnow was an interesting scenario. I think in, in Glasnow's case, there was so much hype on him, and he came up here, and it just didn't live up to the expectations. They couldn't start him. They were a club that you know was trying to get in a race. You know, were in a race at the time, and you end up getting frustrated. You end up sending him back. He can't go back to AAA anymore. He's dominating it every time he goes down there, but you can't put him in a big leagues because you can't trust him to throw strikes. So it's almost a scenario where – you know it was just one of those things where a change of scenery was the best thing for him a complete new start you know get rid of everything that happened to him here in Pittsburgh it's like a new lease on life and as much as you say well you know I wish we could have kept him well you got a pretty good starting staff right now even if he was here now you'd have to be asking yourself would he be our fifth starter maybe You know, but again, when you're in a race and you have to make decisions and which which is what they were doing at the point when they made the trade, he was a desirable piece. And it it was a nice fit for him in Tampa.
3: Well, tonight's win goes the way that we think this team is going to win this year. You get a good start. The bullpen comes through. Richard Rodriguez gets a chance to prove himself again late. And he does. Felipe Vasquez comes in and it was interesting late for him. The wild pitch after he strikes out Kemp puts him on. Then Reyes misplays a ball in right field that's rolled a double by Iglesias. So all of a sudden you have second and third, one out. Do you think Vasquez, given what he had done already this year, do you get in your own head or does he have to fight that a little bit of here we go again, do you think?
4: Well, he's got such great stuff and it came out of spring training. He had great spring training, you know, the fact that, you know, he had a couple little Extensions here, I think, to His pitch count, you know, was really what the issue was. But you, he did this last year too. You know, he came out at the beginning of last year throwing ninety-seven miles an hour, ninety-six, and everybody was wow. What's the matter with with, with Vasquez? You know, next thing you know, when the weather turned a little warmer, he's now throwing 100-101 again. Tonight, it was just a case of him. Um, he, he struck a guy out. It's not his. He threw a ball in the dirt. That ball got to be blocked. It wasn't. Uh, it was a wild pitch because he. he It was a a wild pitch, but it could have been blocked. Uh, Tough pitch, but he's tough to handle, too. I mean, that's not an easy – he's got a good breaking ball and you're throwing 100 miles an hour. So, you know, that doesn't make it easy living for a catcher. And then, you know, there's a line drive to right field that got by – kind of handcuffed Reyes a little bit. That's a hard play, but, you know, what you'd love to do is be able to see him keep it in in front of him. He didn't. But he ended up striking three guys out. You know, so he right. did what he had to do. He showed his good stuff, and as Steve said in the uh, his little interview with us, he thought it was so interesting that he threw a lot of breaking balls. So they were up on a scouting reports, and interesting, they pinched at two guys against them, too. You know, it took their starting left fielder, which is interesting. Winkler – talk about this one <laughs> second. Think about yes. Winkler. So Winkler's your starting left fielder, right? They yep. like him. He had a nice year when he came up last year. The first game of the year, Winkler – got taken out of the ball, got pinch run for by Lorenzo, a pitcher. And That's then Lorenzo right. went to center field, <laughs> right? So tonight, Lorenzo gets pinch hit for when it's his turn to bat. And, you know, now Winkler gets pinch hit for in the ninth inning by Farmer. So Winkler's got to be wondering, I don't know. What uh, do I got to do to stay in this game? <laughs> I guess. But, you know, in you know, you're say to yourself, I know he's a left-handed hitter, but, so what? you got to have to hit left-handed hitter, left-handed pitching. I mean, you, if you're going to be a big leaguer you're going to be an everyday player, you're going to have to hit right-hand left-handers.
3: And talking about Vasquez, you, you look at guys that are closers, and it's just thought they have that different mentality, a different mindset. And it, it probably is that confidence in their stuff. So I, I imagine Vasquez maybe gets in that little bit, of, little bit of a jam and just says, forget it, I'm going to throw my stuff, and we're going to see what happens here, and it works out for him. So you take what you can get from a guy like that, and tonight it was what you needed to get the win. We asked for your calls out four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. I have some thoughts on what we saw from the Reds, and also a couple of guys in the Pirates lineup that I'd like to ask Jack about. we have Mike in Newcastle. Mike, what would you like to talk about?
6: Craig and Jack, how are you gentlemen doing tonight?
3: Good, good. Mike.
4: How are you doing?
6: Oh, very well. It's good to see, good to talk to you guys uh, for the first time this year. Uh, what I want to bring up in my point is. Um, you got, even though I uh, have definitely have my criticisms on the guy, uh, you got to give Clint Earl credit for uh, going back to Richard Rodriguez and that key inning. I know it's easy just to throw him under the bus and say he should never pitch again, but you can't do that as a manager in those organizations. You can't just uh, get rid of every guy that uh, screws up or uh, doesn't do well or underperforms a few times. And they, I mean, they understand too. Being a bullpen guy is a very hard thing to do. Even you probably know, Jack, from being a GM. You probably hate assembling bullpens. Uh, it's just a very hard thing to do. You've got to come in and be efficient and get out. And you don't have very many opportunities to redeem yourself throughout the game. Either you did your job or you didn't your job. But didn't do your job. There's no redeeming in it. And congratulations, uh, Richard Rodriguez, for doing well tonight. I just want to get your take on it.
4: Well, the one thing, you're right. Bullpens are tough to assemble, and sometimes they go to the wayside. You know, you get guys that have good years, and next year they don't. You know, we, Greg and I talk about this several times. You know, it's sometimes it is like a hard thing to keep a bullpen consistent year in and year out. Um, it can be fragile, uh, but the thing with – with your bullpen is you have to use your entire bullpen. You cannot rely on one or two guys or three guys or four guys or five guys. You've got to use all seven guys out there because they're all going to have a role. And as you see tonight, you know you had Kingham uh, come in. He did his did a nice job. Rodriguez, you've got to put him back in the fire because you can't leave guys out there and not let them pitch because then when you need them, they haven't been pitching. And you can't overuse guys because that'll ruin them as well. So it's a fine line. And, you know, the great managers in baseball manage a bullpen very, very effectively. It, it, Tommy the used to tell me all the time, you know, he, Jack, you know, it's it's not hard. I mean, you don't think those eight guys out there know what to do? You don't think they know when they're supposed to punt? You don't think no, they, they don't know how to get a guy over? You don't think they know they're supposed to get a hit? It's their bullpen. I got to handle the bullpen, and I got to get in all their heads. That's my job. So there it is.
3: That's where you get those eccentric guys, I feel like, too. The bullpens come up with, like, the themes, the names for them. You get the – I don't want to call them weird. Eccentric is the word I'll go with. But they're they're a different breed out there, and they embrace it. I think that's the key. Like, you heard Kingham. He is embracing and, like you said, maybe accepting his role. But they embrace that is what I am as a major leaguer. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my stuff against maybe the best guys we see in this lineup tonight, and we'll see what happens.
4: We had a deal when I was um – in Seattle, my first year there, um, that the bullpen pitching coach created this aura of the movie 300. <laughs> so the guys would walk out there, literally. they The pitchers rallied around this so much that they went and they had two helmets made. They were like, if the you The Spartan helmets? Yes. <laughs> and they would carry them out. They would parade out there together. They had this ritual. They met and they all walked out to the bullpen together, and they waited until the starting pitcher threw his last pitch in a bullpen so as he was walking in, they would cross him right behind second base. It was timed, and they would high-five him, and then they would be carrying their Spartan helmets, and they would hang them on the back of the bullpen so you could see him, and the cameras would be on him. You know? I mean, it was became a big thing until Major League Baseball called us and told us we can't do it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Get rid of those helmets. Like
3: copyright or something? Or I don't, they no, no, like I it? don't
4: think it was a copyright thing. But they said get to get rid of those helmets.
3: You can't have them out in the bullpen. I can't imagine those guys were happy about it when they. No, they the were whole disappointed.
4: They're right? disappointed. Yeah. You know? They were just disappointed because they had this thing on. But it lasted. It lasted about half or a little over <laughs> half a year. And they were the that bullpen was really good that year. There were a lot of really nice arms out there. Brandon Morrow was in the bullpen. You had Mark Lowe was out there. You know there were some guys that did a really nice job for us, but. The point is, is that uh, what you're talking about, you get a theme, you know, look at the Pirates, 79, we are family. Yep. Well, how, how did that take off? You know, you can go on and on and on and on with so many different themes, you know, that... It's good to have one, and it's good to rally. It's like a rally cry, is what it is.
3: It's an individual sport, in and it's you against the pitcher if you're a batter. But time when it's a team and you can bring them together and you have everybody going that same direction, which if we see this bullpen come together like they have in the past, is what they'll do. You're, it's not going to hurt your team to have that sort of bond between everybody when you're all trying to achieve the same goal.
4: Well, you had a steel curtain here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? And you had uh, the lumber company. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you had lumber and lightning, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, if you get themes, if you're playing well and your club's got confidence and you come up with some kind of slogan, guys rally behind it.
3: Well, something our last caller had mentioned, he said he's critical of hurdle at times. But to go back to Richard Rodriguez, he commended him for that. I feel like that's one of the things you can never be critical of Clinton hurdle. Of. There are things that you can be critical of, but having confidence in his guys is something I feel like Clint Hurdle at least always portrays publicly to give his guys that confidence that, no, 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 you may not have pitched well, but I know you have it in you. And that has to mean something to those guys that your manager will still turn to you in that situation.
4: No doubt about it. And like I said, you have to use all the guys. They're all going to need to be effective. They're all going to play a role. and They're all going to have to be used. Otherwise... They're going to go down on a DL. You're going to overuse them. You can't use them on certain nights. So, and you don't know if they're going to be effective unless you run them out there. So, and you commented, you know, off the air, you know, he's going to Richard Rodriguez. You got to pitch him.
3: I will fully admit when they brought him in. I tweeted it out, not going to say it, second ah. guessing. I'm first guessing bringing this guy in. I <laughs> will <laughs> own up to it. I was wrong. I'm not above first guessing. Huh? I, I first uh... guessed it. But I was wrong, so congratulations no, I mean, hey, 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 to them for being right then. Well,
4: he, he, you kind of use him. Yep. I mean, this is my point, and the guy was so successful for them last year. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is. A tight ball game, too. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, where were we at at the score at the time? We had no score, right? Yep. So, good for him.
3: Well, tonight's home run report, none for the Pirates, but the good news is they didn't give up any either. So, tonight's home run report brought to you by Flynn's Auto Service, your hometown tire and auto service experts Coming up on Pirates postgame, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shendorovich and Fishman. We will hear from Clint Hurdle what he had to say about this game. And I'd also like to hear from tonight's starter, Jordan Lyles, and what it meant for him to go out there and give his team a start like this the first time they got a look at him. That's all coming up here still still on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.
0: Send me a computer.
3: 2-2, line drive, right center field. Puig is over to make the catch. Another bullet by Frazier. He is
0: locked in. He deserves much better than one for four. That's an Adam-Adam ball. Yeah, that was that was a terrific play by Puig.
3: And that is tonight's Good Hands Defensive Play of the Day, brought to you by Roberto Clemente Jr. Family Insurance. And you heard Steve Blaster there talking about his guy, Adam Frazier, who he really liked what he saw from him tonight, despite just going one for four. He did really square up some some pitches tonight.
4: And yesterday, he hit four balls on a nose yesterday. I know. remember
3: that because he was my pick to perform yesterday. He was, yeah. Yes.
4: You did it. You did well. Who, you know? Oh,
3: well, wait. Who was yours tonight?
4: Mine was Melky Cabrera. How'd Melky do tonight?
3: Uh, three for three, and the pinch runner for him scored the first run.
4: I wanted to get him that fourth at bat,
3: fourth for four. But anyhow, <laughs> well, wait. I'm going to call him because that was your pick, our most valuable hitter. <laughs> wow! Brought good, to you by the Valley Hospital. You're just a your generous guy. Up. Do I get I a trophy am. or something? I'll have one for you at the end. I of get the year. an
4: earring like our uh,
3: like of the PM team. Like, yeah, They're the PM team running around today. losing bets to me that they had oh, to wear. Oh boy! But anyhow,
4: <laughs> um, yeah, Adam Frazier has really swung the bat well, and this is look, this is exactly what you were hoping you would get from Adam Frazier. Talk all you want about his defense. That'll come. It'll get better as time goes on. But he's here, and he's in a lineup because he's the one guy that they think can be a leadoff hitter, and he's the guy that has been swinging the bat very well.
3: And that's what they need at the top of the lineup. We've talked about that a ton, that what he lacks in the field, he can make up for with the bat. So far this year, I think we've seen that. And to get him off to a hot start's a big deal, And especially since he's getting his own position this year. He's settling in.
4: Yep, and all you're going to want this guy to do is go up there and hit, get on base, and then most people and just about everybody that's seen him thinks he's going to hit.
3: Well, let's hope we see more of that from him this year. We want to hear from Clint Hurdle now, who talked about what he thought of Jordan Lyles' first start with the Pirates. And the Pirates, you guys signed Lyles about the fastball curveball combo. What do you think the ways to put
1: that into effect? I thought it was a very professional, uh, steady outing. First time out here, um, the, the curveball, fastball combination work, the changeup was a good pitch for him. The changeup he threw his last outing, that, that six pitch, you know, 90-some pitches, and he finished up with more in the bullpen to get to 100. I think that outing probably really gave him a boost of confidence in using his changeup. His changeup played for him tonight as well. The double play we turned in the fourth was good. Um, he just kept him off bounce, controlled bat speed really well. So happy with what we saw and clean outing for him. First time out on the mound here at PNC, it was good. How important is that bounce back game for your bullpen? Well, you know, I, I have trouble using the term bounce back this early. I, I, people look at things different ways. We just need to go play baseball. And I've been more of the mindset when I'm talking to him that, just go play the game. Let's get some continuity. Let's get some rhythm. Let's get some reps. And I really believe and I'm confident that things will clean themselves up because of the skill levels that the guys got. So, yes, and it's not the way you'd have drawn it off. I mean, it's two from Kingham and it's one from, from Rodriguez in the eighth, which is anything he hasn't had a lot of experience with, and then, and then Felipe to finish. So it was a well-pitched game by us. Uh, it was a well-executed game plan by our pitchers. And and they all deserve some credit tonight. It's, you know, it's still been a part of something pretty unique. I've never managed a game where we've lost a shutout. So I don't know how how long I can make that, continue that going. But I told Ray today before the game, I said, you know, we throw a shutout tonight. We're going to win. It doesn't always happen when you say it.
5: How important is it for
4: somebody like Jordan or anybody who comes to a new team to make a good first
1: impression? Well, you know, it's a conversation I've had with the pitchers. And I even rallied the guys up because I don't know what they feel. And, you know, when you leave a game and it's clean and then you go out for that next inning and you come out maybe because and it's not clean and there's a mark and what the what's the difference of feelings? I want to hear from them. And they said, oh, there's value having a clean out. And, you know, yeah, you always want to go more in the situation we're in. You, you always want to go more. I think we all need to be honest, self evaluators and realistic as well. And I think there is some importance... And I told Jordan this, I said, I may have, been, may have been more important from my perspective to get you out there to compete and throw everything in. We have no intentions on you being a five-getting guy. Tonight it's just the way it worked with the pitches that were thrown. So I was, uh, I was the one that, that, that spoke to him and, and shared that with him, and he, he wanted to push it a little bit. And I said, we are good for tonight. This is good. I
4: know you don't want to call a bounce back, but how important it was it for Nick King the to come out and give
1: we scored two runs. We didn't have a lot of wiggle room. So yes, it was a, it was a good opportunity for Nick to start with a clean inning. You know, the first time he touches it, that's that's not a optimum time to come in a game out of the bullpen. So that's one of the things I said last night. We're looking for some opportunities to get some guys some clean starts and clean innings. Um, and he came out and his sinker got better as the the more he more pitches that he threw. There was a good mix involved, and I thought he attacked and stayed very very aggressive. Uh, first pitch strikes were good four pitch, four hitters retired on three pitches or less I think it was 30 on the night so it was efficient innings it's, it's good to see and
6: how important was it to get that extra run in
1: the night it's never not important to get out on runs and you don't realize how valuable they are um, until you don't get them I mean you get that extra one there and see look how the inning played out the next inning played out um, we've had opportunities to do this, we haven't. We t- talked about it a little bit uh, as a group today. And the game doesn't know the game's important. Whether it's the second inning, the fifth inning, or sixth inning, there's a chance to play to run with a runner through. Let's two outs do it. But we have a tendency to, later on, it's more important. It's really not more important. And that's just the collective mindset we're just trying to remind them of. Um, and normally, we've built innings by being athletic, and then we get kind of robotic just stay athletic. Just keep playing. And tonight, it, only two runs, but a couple hit and runs in the inning, just some action to keep things looped, to keep things moving. I was uh, I was really happy with their effort and their intensities to continue to, to push it. How much
3: do you like the execution on the hit and run there with Pablo going first? Going first to third, the reaction to it once that ball slips past.
1: Well, he, he's got a good reaction. Shuck makes the play happen. I mean, we're just hitting the ball. We're trying to hit the ball hard where it's pitched. Uh, not necessarily on the ground, but, you know, a low-liner, and it worked. It worked with Cervelli. Uh, We got some hard contact, got some people in motion. Um, Pablo made a good read. It was an important play, and we're out to get a ballot bat from from Newman. You know, he chased a fastball up. It's probably a strike, and it's a ball you think that might be the good pitch to hit to get out out in the air or do something with, and he missed that one. So now it's two strikes against a tough guy. And... They made a nice pitch, and he got enough of it just to move it and make something happen and score a run. So it was a gritty at bat. What would you think of that double play? in The fourth inning, got runs on first, second, Jungo turns that play. It's a big play. You know, it, it could be one of the pivotal plays in the game. And the play Bell makes in the eighth inning is a pivotal play, uh, holding the base. And the play that was reviewed, because um, that's a that's a throw that we had time to to probably get in a better spot. It didn't happen, and Bell picked picked up uh, Gong on that, picked us up on it. Who knows how the inning plays out? Because that's kind of what we saw happen to us a couple of days ago. That you you give extra 90s and you, you let the other team play with extra outs.
3: You're, you're playing with uh, you're not you're not playing the game. It needs to be played. I find it very interesting as we hear from Clinton Hurdle there as he talks about Lyles wanting to go back out to pitch beyond the fifth. I like that. I like to hear that the player wanted to go out. And as much as I questioned letting him hit in the bottom of the fifth to just remove him in the sixth, you can't question a 2 nothing win when they get a shutout. They obviously did everything right, but I do like that Hurdle was also looking to protect his guy because he talked about what it's like making a good first impression, and that's something we talked about earlier. Lyles did that. They got him out. They protected their guy. He lives to pitch on the rest of this year, but... Important, too, that they don't just look at him like a five-inning guy. They're look at, They're going to look at him like you are a regular starter to this team and can contribute as such. Well,
4: they brought him in to be a, uh, a starter. <clears> you know, they brought him in to compete for for one, their fifth starter spot. So the fact that he's coming off an injury, the fact that his last outing was a simulated game. Um, so why not? I mean, why push it with this guy? Same thing we said before. They already had a guy shut down, two guys shut down, because of the how they pitched him. You know, they just, just the way it was. So, you don't can't, you can't lose a starting pitcher this year, this early in the year. You can't take a chance on losing a starting pitcher who's already had an injury to run him out there because you want to see one more inning out of him. Come on, give me a break. So, he did the right thing.
3: And now I, I want to hear from Lyles, who we talked about making that first impression. He was asked what he thought of his own first performance as a Pirate. Jordan, imagine you got to be pretty happy with five zeros for your first starting Pirate Team report yeah
2: i thought it was it's a good start to um, to get things going um, uh, overall uh very pleased with the the, um, the handful of innings we got um, obviously uh going forward uh, five innings uh, not 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 thrilled about that but uh clint was up front and said we wanted to get off to a good start and um, i respect that and uh uh, going forward, um, we're gonna definitely look for getting deeper in the games. But overall, um, not complaining about some scoreless innings. Um, um, bullpen wise, uh was was great. Um, glad to that they can get things rolling. Um, what what they uh, can they can continue on what they did last year. Um, and get things going in the right direction. They did pitch um, extremely well and picked me up after those five minutes how big was that double play by Jung Ho in the fourth day uh, that was real big uh, first and second one uh, out um, um, got a, got a change up down down away a decent location um, luckily he, he hit it at someone um, and uh, the, the defense took over from there um, but yeah that was that was big um, that was able to um I think the inning before, maybe we had a, a, a little bit higher pitch count, and um, we were able to get out of the inning uh, with one pitch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that, was a, that was probably the kind of, for my outing, that was probably the pivotal point. You are, I'm sorry, you also had a big
1: strikeout in that second inning there with a guy on
2: base. What's kind of going through your mind in that situation? Uh, just located a curveball down in the zone. Um, I believe it was pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a uh, uh, curveball down in the zone, um, got ahead with a fastball down the way, and then um, I was going to spin him after that. Um, but, yeah, a couple guys on base with a pitcher, not going to leave anything over the plate and um, make him put a good swing on it. Um, I don't think I've ever faced him uh, head-to-head before, but uh, he took a couple good swings on the, that first at bat, so uh, I wasn't going to leave him another fastball in the zone. Talking
1: about you know, wanting to go deeper into games and it's gonna be pretty encouraging for pitch number eighty to be a strike out of a guy that doesn't strike out very much and Votto and third time you're facing him and uh, you know does that does that give you some confidence that, that it's there beyond where you where you were
2: today? Um yeah confidence but for me when I was out there um, um, I'm thinking about going deep into the game and and not putting him on base like I did the first his first at bat. Um, I didn't want to expand with him. I got him in the first inning, I got him 1-2, and then uh, Vado doing what he does is extending counts and then making the pitcher live outside of the zone that wasn't my intent, but uh, I didn't want to do that again, so uh, I challenged him with a couple fastballs in the zone, and then um, I got him to uh, swing over a changeup at that last inning, but um, I didn't know that was my last inning, um, but I was just trying to stay in the zone at that time and throw them a decent change-up because uh, the three or four changes before that weren't as great. I still had confidence in it, and um, I felt like if I made a good one, then we could have some success. What does it mean to, to have a good debut with a new team? I know you've been around these guys for
5: a couple months now, but still, this was you know, your first time out we'll in the um,
2: wheel. I faced most of these guys from the other side. I mean... It's just good in general just to, to get off to a scoreless outing Guys um, in this clubhouse know what I'm capable of and know what I can bring if I'm hitting on all cylinders and In um, no way I'm I'm not uh, Settled with Benins. I'm not thrilled about that like I said, but um uh, As for my teammates, I mean I don't know. I'm just trying to put good outings together. And um, I guess that they can have their own perspective down the road another month or so. It's just one outing. Um, we we, took, we we put the right foot forward this first time. So
3: we'll go from there. Jack, we heard, we heard Jordan Lyles say he's not happy about only pitching five, not thrilled, respects Hurdle's decision. But as we learn about this guy and his time here with the Pirates, I really like hearing that from him, that he seems like the type of competitor that says, Sure, I pitched five shutouts. I thought I had more in me.
4: Yeah, my impressions are he is a very competitive guy uh, that he wanted to go out and do as much as he could tonight. But I respect Clint for doing what he did to protect him because it's a long season. And I think when you think about this guy, if he's going to be one of your starters, then he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And his Clint's job is to make sure he protects his guys. That's part of what he has to do. The other part that I liked about Lyles is he he, he kind of said it in a way which was very respectful. But okay, we'll see. You know, this is what I did tonight. You know, okay, I'm getting my feet wet here, but you know, I'm here to prove a point. And I thought that was very good. You know, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be about his results, but he's got a little chip on his shoulder, which is good, and he's got a little little sassiness to him, which is good. He's respectful, and he's got. He's got this desire to be a part of this thing and prove that he is what he is and that he's 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 here to win a spot. He's here to help this club. And I think that's what came through in a very respectful way. I thought that's, that's how I interpreted his interview.
3: Early returns and early impressions, I would say, both good on Jordan Lyles, which was a big question mark coming into tonight's game. Now, one thing I do want to ask you about as we get ready to wrap up here is, People are talking about this Reds lineup. They were built to win on offense this year, the Reds, if they did. This offense has not produced. Now, the Pirates have also had a few games against them, and they've had good pitching against them. So you look at it and say, sure, Lyles had a good outing, but it's against a team that's struggling. I make the argument maybe that, you know what, this lineup's struggling because it's facing a Pirates staff that has put up pretty good numbers this year. This Pirates rotation, a 155 ERA, opponents hitting just 168, and this isn't the first time the Reds had to see them.
4: Yeah, and here's why you can't get can't get fired up early in the year. You look at so many different clubs. I mean, look at what the Red Sox are doing right now. Yep. You know, I mean, you think that Red Sox is going to play like this the rest of the year? Come on, give me a break. You know, and you start looking around guys that are leading leagues and hitting and guys that are struggling pitching or guys that are doing great things in pitching. It's a very, very small sample size. The issue is they're major league players on the other dugout and they're good players in the other dugout, and it's a good offensive club. And like you said, got to credit the Pirate Pitching for holding them at bay like they did.
3: And they can only do what they can – with what's in front of them. They've been presented this Reds team a few times already and they've made the most this rotation has made the most of their opportunities against the lineup that has looked to be much improved upon what we saw last year. I would agree. Well, uh- we get ready to wrap things up, Jack. A, a nice ho-hum victories I keep calling it after two <laughs> frustrating losses. I'll take these any day of the week. But <laughs> we turn our attention now to Joe Musgrove. We're going to get our first look at him tomorrow, which I'm pretty excited about. Saw those two innings against him He'll take on Sonny Gray, who the Pirates got to early last time. So I'm excited for tomorrow's matchup as well.
4: Well, Musgrove, I think what we've seen out of him, again, another good athlete, a guy that's uh, a very aggressive. You know, we see him still bases. We see him swing the bat. We see him run out base hits. We see him do kind of like everything, you yep. know, break up double plays last year against the Cubs. So, you know, what, what they're going to need for him to do is go out and pitch well, you know, so he's getting his chance. It's been a little while since he's – been in a competitive game simply because of the way the schedule played itself out but looking forward to watching them pitch tomorrow night
3: and that wraps things up for us here from pnc park the pirates two nothing winners over the reds like we said tomorrow's matchup joe musgrove versus Sonny gray we will be joining you at 5 40 for the nasco roofing pregame show you can catch it all here on sports radio 93 7 the fan